What is up, everybody? Back again. Another episode of the Fan Section Podcast coming your way. Man, oh man, I'm super excited. So, this episode is going to be talking about the Pac-12. And man, oh man, <laughs> there's a lot to unravel on this episode. We're going to do our best to keep it kind of short like the other couple episodes previewing the, um, the, the conferences and stuff like that. But thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. Thank you guys so much for the following and support. We, it's been pouring in. It's been awesome. Um, can't thank you guys enough. So, yeah, this is the Fan Section Podcast, the Fan Section Podcast for fans, by fans from across the college landscape. Section 100, Section 300, bleaches down at the suites. Welcome, everybody. My name is Alan. I'm just a dude talking college, dropping knowledge. Um, absolutely love the game of football, so I can't talk about it enough. So I decided to make a podcast about it. Why? Because I'm a fan. And this podcast is for you. So, yeah, please feel free. Hit me up with a five-star uh, review. Hit me up with a, uh, any review, honestly. I'll read them all. Um, but we will read the five stars on air. Um, if you want to get at us on email, fansection.com, um, fansection at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on everything, every platform, every live platform, except for TikTok. I haven't really created one of those yet um, for the fan section. But don't worry because that might be the next thing. You never know. So, anyway. Like I said, this is the Pac-12 conference preview. Holy Lord. Let's just kick it off. So, is is Lincoln Riley moving? Um, but, yeah, Pac-12 might not be a conference. Uh, and by I say might not, that's the speculation, right? Because, oh, my God, Washington is going to leave and UCLA is going to leave. Yeah, those teams might leave, but the Pac-12 is still going to be the Pac-12. They're going to go out. They're going to get a couple teams. I'm I have been advocating for San Diego State to get get invited to the conference for Lord knows how long. I'm very high on one of the players that plays for Utah on this. Just going to say right now, Utah beats Florida week one. All right, I'm going to get that out of the way because Utah is that team. Utah is a very good team, but Utah won the conference and it was no fluke. Utah. And, and Mr. Thomas, the running back that they have, and I call him Mr. Thomas because that dude's a grown man. Like, dude, he's 6'2", 260. Like, the kid's a monster. And he's not 260, but he's 6'2". I think he's, like, slated at, like, 230. He looks like he's 260. The guy's a tank, all right? He's a monster. Hell of a runner, really good vision. That's the player that I said, early, you know, a couple seconds ago. I'm going to highlight. I can't I can't stop speaking. And I love really – when you find a really good running back like this kid, this kid is, like, OG Bell Cal Adrian Peterson style. Kid's a monster, and he's only going to get better. And he came out of the scene last year and dominated Oregon. And the hardest thing to do in any sport is beat a team twice. Utah did that. That's how good Utah is. And majority of that of those players are coming back. It's no secret I have Utah winning this conference hands down. Now, having said that, there's some sweet players to watch outside of Mr. Thomas. So we've got Noah Sewell. Uh, from Oregon, the linebacker, who's going to be a top 10 pick more than likely. Kid's got all the tools, sideline to sideline, really good. Um, but he's going to get his first taste on what it's like to play a very, very good team week one against my dogs. So, you know what I mean? Sewell, good luck, man. I think you're going to be – I think you're a really good player, but I think I think Georgia manhandles you this game. I really do. Um, Bo Nix is also another quarterback that, that, that Georgia fans know really well. Having come from Auburn, transferred out. I really don't know why he transferred out. Well, I, I mean, he there, there really wasn't anybody behind him that was pushing him or anything like that. Like, he was the guy. I do like him. I, I'm not going to lie. If you guys get a chance to watch the QB1 Under the Lights, uh, it's a show on Netflix. They highlight one of their first seasons. They talk about they talk about a couple players. Bo Nix is actually on this list. And the dude is a tremendous 
guy. Like he's a tremendous, comes from a really good family. Can't speak high enough about him. Like he's he's a very good player. Like he really is. He's very fast. But I've said this. One of the drawbacks to his game is he outthinks himself. So he's a squirrel in a nutshot, man. Like if he he gets out of the pocket and he his his mind literally moves too fast for his body. Like he rushes things. He, you can see it on film. Like you're just like, what are you looking at? Like you you saw the guy three seconds ahead of him. You know what I mean? Like the guy has superhuman. Um, you know, thought is, is what I like. That's the best way I can describe it. The guy is way too, his brain works way too fast, more fast than his body can keep up. And that's what causes him to do a lot of inconsistent throws. But if he's able to put it all together with Dan Lanning, look out. It's not going to be week one. It's not going to be week two. It might be week three or four. It really might be. Um, I don't expect too much from Oregon their first couple weeks because it's a new staff, new system. They only have a couple playmakers. I expect them to count. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be biased, but Georgia, if Georgia is the defending national champions and they're going to play up to their level, Georgia beats them by 14. Now, if Georgia comes out the gate slow and underestimates them and Dan Lanning gets a hold of them, you're going to be in a dogfight. Like, no pun intended. But, and that's exactly what Oregon wants. And, and don't give Bo Nix any, don't give Bo Nix a leash. Don't, don't do it. Um, Cause then they're going to start. And then, you know, we could be talking about something completely different after week one, but for the most part, I, I, the only team I have on upset alert is Utah over Florida. So I have Florida on upset alert because I think Utah is going to hand them their jock straps and be like, here you go, you can't even hold these. That, that's how good Utah is going to be. Florida's going to get wrecked. Like, Florida's going to get stomped by Utah, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, now, a couple other players that have, have transferred into the, PAC, into the Pac-12. Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison. Those, that dynamic duo right there is going to be insane and amazing for USC. And if those two get going week one, I'm going to rechange. I'm going to rethink my philosophy about Utah because I, that means they were going to, and, they, and they're not doing away with the They're doing away with the division. So they're going to have the two best teams, the Pac 12 will, for the title game. So it's basically going to be a. I think it's just going to be based on record. Um, but there's a couple articles I read that they're just doing, read that I, they're just doing away with the. Um, the divisions, which is if you know if you're a team like Washington, Washington State, yeah, that's good for you because you you know you're gonna win seven, eight games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you might be in the mix. You you really might be. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where uh, I think that that's only gonna help the the Pac-12, and I think it's gonna be more enticing for other teams to kind of jump into the Pac-12. And if I'm the Pac-12 commissioner, I'm reaching out to like I said, for sure San Diego State because they should be in the Pac-12, and that's a team that I think will make some noise their first year um, with how good they are. But, yeah, so going back to some of the players, like I said, Caleb, Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison. Addison won the Politnikoff. Caleb Williams, as we all know, took over for Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. Took the – honestly, had he started, I think Oklahoma would have been in the playoff because they would have been an undefeated team. Now, I'm not saying they would have won it, but they would have been a very dangerous team. They were lethal with Caleb Williams. They really were. And I think it's only going to get better at USC – with a, with a quarterback coach or someone that, you know, okay, let me back up. I don't think he's a quarterback coach. I think he's just a good coach. He has this mantle of being a quarterback guru, quarterback whisperer, yet he hasn't really, uh, they don't, they don't, they're not producing in the NFL. So now he can get them to the NFL, but I think let's slow it down. You know what I mean? Like let's, let's wait and see with USC. It's one of those things where you got to prove it to me for sure. Um, and I think 
I think they can, and I think they're going to be good if they get going. If they get a hot, you know a really really hot start, they're only going to build confidence. And Addison is that Addison's a very very good receiver, more than likely a top ten pick. So there's talent all over the Pac-12. Um, but yeah, they're doing away with the the divisions, which is cool. So, but my prediction is that the 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 Pac-12 conference championship game will come down to Utah versus USC. Um, now, Oregon could sneak in there, but I just think it's – with a new staff, you just don't know what you're going to get. Oregon still has some players, and for the Pac-12, they're a lethal team. But I think they I think they kind of – I think they stumble a little bit, and I think USC gets them. I really do. I think Utah gets them as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, week one, big matchup, Utah versus Florida, Oregon versus Georgia. Those are the two key games for the week one I have. I've got Utah winning, and I've got Georgia winning. Um, so, yeah, which is good, you know what I mean, for the conference. That, that means, hey, you, you took on two SEC opponents. You manhandled one, and you, you probably, I mean, let's just say this, let's just be honest, and you competed really well against the other. You know what I mean? Good signs for the Pac-12 for sure. Um, and then the other one is USC versus Utah, which could be a rematch later on in the year. And Utah, as we've as we prove, is, is the anomaly. They, they beat teams twice in a year, which is good. And then I've got Utah versus Oregon. So, those three teams all play each other. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens on that Utah versus Oregon game. That's a game that I've circled that I really want to watch that. Um, and I have a sleeper team that I think is going to do a lot better um, than people kind of project. And that is going to be the Washington Huskies. I think the Huskies, I think it's kind of, don't sleep on them. Like, they're going to be a team that's going to come to play every Saturday. And you better pack your lunch because these guys, some of these boys are big. <laughs> like, they, they have a very, very, very good um, offensive line. And I think that they, if they can get a little bit, a couple, couple key plays, you know, a couple, if they can figure out that deep ball, um, Washington's going to be the team to beat. So, yeah, it's one of those things where is Utah as good as advertised? We don't know. USC, prove it to me, man. Really, really show up, show out. Um, I, I'm excited for the Pac-12. I think it's one of, it's not the Big Ten as far as teams kind of all balanced. In, you know, in or the SEC, um, but Pac-12 is still a Power Five conference. Make no mistake, um, they're coming, and in Week One you're going to see some really good things. Um, but this has been the Pac-12 uh, fan section preview. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, taking time out of your day. Uh, my name is Alan. This is the fan section, and I am out.